Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Thai Gap Podcast. This is a new Thursday and we've got a new episode. This is me being brute and with me is Bogus Noog. Bogus Noog, why are you here? Why indeed? It's a million dollar question. Yeah. Can you tell me what allows you to be here? Well, off the top of my head, Brute, I think I've negotiated my way into this setup. You are an abysmal. Mm-hmm. Abysmal <laughs> what? You're an abysmal, that's all. That's it. That's it. It's a statement. Wonderful. Negotiation is a famous, world famous template of Thigh Gap. It's not easy. Yes. And we are going to talk about negotiation. Mm. Negotiation. Yes. Negotiation. Whatever you say. Hail Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> but no, our topic is negotiation today. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It is not And easy. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will agree with it. Nobody is a perfectionist when it comes to this particular art. If they've ever paused to consider the topic or the subject, then yeah, they would have thought about it. Yeah. And what we are going to cover, I think we are going to cover, it's not just a job interview negotiation. It's not we'll a go salary. into context. Yeah. yeah, we'll go into all that. But I don't want you to mm. be here deep inside and also pretty vocally. But before we do all that bogus, mm. let's go back to our award-winning socials. Yes. On Instagram, we are at underscore thigh gap. Twitter and Vero, we are at thigh gap. And if somebody is going to write a mail to us, mindthigap at gmail.com. Perfection. Award winning for a reason. Yes. So quickly, we have another surprise package oh. in this episode. Bogus, the fact that you made that sound, oh, yeah. means that even you are already surprised. I'm shocked. You're shocked. Stunned. You're abysmal. Yeah. It's <laughs> a word I learned. Uh, Bogus, what is the surprise package? Well, the surprise is that we have a shout-out, another shout-out oh. this episode as well. Oh, Slowly, brute English podcast listeners have started to write in. Being vocal. Learning from their Telugu compatriots. Absolutely. Yes. And also, we've been plugging language, it's not easy, so a lot of people have been doing that. Yeah. 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 Learning it a little. When I say learning from their Telugu compatriots, still not as good. Nope. But they're picking up. Yeah. They're picking up the pace. One step at a time, one punch at a time. Yes. Our shout out this week goes to Amrut. Amrut. Amrut, who's written into our uh, email. Mm. So Amrut says, I find your English and Telugu podcast content very entertaining. And uh, in fact, they seem to be improving week over week. The reading episode in the English podcast really made me want to develop the habit, uh, even though I'm not a reader. So now if I will read or not, is totally dependent on me. But you guys have definitely sparked the fire. So a huge shout out for that in brute style. Amrut! It's a shout out to you. And uh, thanks for writing to us. And uh, we oblige your writing. We are obliged. We are obliged as well as we are accepting your writing. Yes. Acceptance is not easy. Again, mm-hmm. Episode of... Check time. it out. Check Amrut. it out. Um, That's a plug just for you. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> And uh, we have done it twice to you, so you should be really proud. Very few people get this honor of right. Thigh Gap giving a shout out twice. Yeah. But also what we want to say is... It's uh, a lazy way of getting two shout outs and one, like two birds with one stone. Yeah, it, we are the easiest. We're very easy. Yeah. Thigh Gap is like dead easy. Yeah. We we get into bedrooms on the first dates, <laughs> like that easy. But uh, Amro, thanks a lot for writing. Yeah. We are really glad that we could spark a fire in mm. you. Uh, whether you do it or not, like you said, it's totally up to you. If you are happy with the imperfect personality of yours, continue not reading. But what we really want to do, how we really want to contribute is not just by sparking a fire in you, mm. but also putting a hole in your pocket. And also, Amrit, unlike the Telugu podcast, which is all episodic, yeah, the English podcast, you've mentioned reading, but we strongly encourage you to keep uh, listening to all of the podcast episodes. Yeah. Because there are a few dots that you have to connect as well. All of these topics are interconnected. Yeah. It's a multiverse. Oh, yeah. Okay. So stop writing nonsense and send us some money. <laughs> yeah. Amrut, you look like a rich guy. But anyways, that's the shout out. That's the end of the that's shout the out. That's the shout out. Um, we don't want to lose our voices on keep shouting out yeah. people's names for random reasons. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, you know, making some sounds of moolah. Yeah. And also people say it's rude. To keep shouting so much. Yeah, so, it's yeah. it's it's shouting. It's not easy, bro. It's not easy. <laughs> Upcoming episode. Yeah. So bogus. With that, we complete the rituals of the episode. Yep. The only ritual that we are waiting to do, but we are not getting to do, is the sponsored ritual, oh, where yes. we will have to say this episode is sponsored by. Oh, what a golden opportunity, bro! 
it's an empty spot guys come yeah. on raise yeah. your hands reach out to us anyways so let's jump into the episode it's not easy negotiation yes. and like our template always suggest we have to set the context bring all of our audience on the same page as we are yeah so they get that feeling see our episode is not just about listening bogus mm. it's about experiential listening oh yeah it's about experiencing the conversation yeah right feeling it in their bones exactly while you're driving yeah while you're sitting in a train while you're cooking while you're in your bathroom while you're having all of these experiences in your most intimate moments we want you to experience thai gap oh yeah right so for that reason bogus mhm set the context guys the context is ah <laughs> uh, ah uh. <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah the context for this episode negotiation mm. we want to get back as we always do bro we want to get to the very core the very essence of the word and so when we say negotiation we're talking about any time you want something from another person yep where you require their help or their collaboration or their support or their involvement whatever it is if you need something from another person that is where negotiation comes in absolutely true and you can think of multiple scenarios multiple contexts for this purely business purely transactional romantic intimate um Friendship. Stock, stockholm syndrome yeah uh, any of these things all of us yeah like, name it corporate workplace so negotiation prison <laughs> prison yeah, yeah. big big time. place big time big place to use this If you've been in a hostel prison is not you know same difference. Yeah. Yeah. Standard island wherever you go. Exactly the same dynamics play out. Absolutely. Um so negotiation is really that important to our day to day life. Right. Negotiation is the way in which we work around obstacles to get our way in the end basically. So when we talk about negotiation in this episode you can actually apply it to all of these contexts all of these scenarios that we mentioned. Yeah. and i think that should about do it for the set up the part. context yeah yeah great great setting up bogus um off the bat i want to ask you a question mm. what was the weirdest place you had to negotiate weirdest oh let me think weirdest yeah like there was absolutely no need or rather you thought it was just like a favor that you were asking but it turned out to be this whole negotiation tricks that you had to play for sure i have been in those situations but right now nothing comes to mind so bro do you have anything yeah i do yours go ahead yeah is the weirdest place was this public toilet okay, <laughs> okay. which is topical relevant for thai gap open absolutely platform. yes subscribe and share and that's the telugu thai gap podcast yeah so this was <laughs> This was like actually pretty topical to you know how we do it in the Telugu podcast. Mm-hmm. I was traveling in a bus overnight to Bangalore, mm. and there's this real emergency right in the middle of the way, mm-hmm. and there is designated spots where the bus will stop, right? Right. So there's this real bad emergency, mm. and I went straight up to the driver, and I was like, "You really need to stop, bro." Mm. And that guy was like, "No chance." Oh, this I'm already me. running late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh there's no chance I'm doing it. Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, are you kidding me? Why will I do it for fun and frolic? Like it is a real fucking emergency. I need to stop." Yeah. And this guy was like, "No, it's coming up in about whatever 15 minutes or 30 minutes. I'm going to take a stop anyhow. Mm. Do it then." I'm like, "Are you freaking crazy? When it's real, it's real. Like yeah. this you can't stop a marriage or your shit." Yeah. So this went on for about like 4 5 minutes where right. I was just like explaining him uh-huh. why I need to take immediately what was my medical condition okay you know what was the background like right. the whole bloody evening that I spent before getting onto the bus uh-huh and he's just asking me this random question like why didn't you do it before like right. what stopped you he was questioning me morally right the whole thing turned out this negotiating debate uh-huh. of why I feel he should oblige me right and why he felt that i should hold on <laughs> yeah right yeah. and it so turned out that you know one passenger mm. who was not able to see because got heated up yeah. obviously you can imagine right yes so this passenger just said like dude nobody fucking has a problem everybody is asleep mm. just fucking stop the bus and let him do his job exactly and he told it in such a stern voice and the bus driver was like if it gets delayed it's not my responsibility tomorrow everybody will wake up and like oh i got late to my work and this and that oh right and the guy was like doesn't matter i will speak to them mine is the last of like he just told some random yeah. story yeah and i like just fucking stop but even before he did that he just asked me one question mm. one or two and i said one and like fucking stop 
So that was the weirdest, weirdest place in the. Can you imagine? There's a bus engine. Mm. You know how bus engines yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Loud. Yeah. And there is this guy just like ramping through the highway. Yeah. And there's me dancing while I'm talking, trying to like jiggle yeah. and wiggle. Mm-hmm. So that was the weirdest time I had to sit and negotiate and use my like brains to like how do I convince this guy? Yeah, the jiggling and the wiggling was also part of the negotiation. Yeah, that tactic. was yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 a whole show. Yeah. So <laughs> so I was giving the whole show. It's like the peacock like, is coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like I'm going to do it right now, and yeah. he was like, Yeah, do it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Do exactly, it. Yeah. I was like, Dude. I mean, the moment when we thought about this, I was holding back to the story for the longest time. Right, right. But that was the weirdest time I had to sit through a negotiation. Oh, your story reminded me of my, or at least what I can remember now. The weirdest kind of negotiation session I had was in Tibet. There was a Chinese taxi driver that was uh-huh. trying to rip us off uh-huh. because uh, he had a, you know, in between the front seat driver mm-hmm. and the front seat beside the driver huh. there's that uh, pillar pillar storage right. Uh, right. compartment right right just uh, in front of the gear rod right 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 you have you can place your wallet etc whatever this guy he had it glued okay so it had already broken uh-huh. he had it glued up and you can see the glue line right where he put crazy glue and he tried to stick it yeah so he was driving us from point a to point b and once we reached point b huh. our destination while getting out one of the members of my group he had a backpack huh. so while he was getting out his backpack just brushed huh. that compartment that uh, plastic right. box huh. and it fell yeah so whatever glue he put up right it yeah. fell through huh. that's it this chinese guy now the driver he thought he could rip us off big time right saying that we broke his cab huh. okay so imagine this in tibet which is china occupied now. right so you had this chinese driver stop the car in the middle of the street road right just to cause a scene he could have parked to the side no he stopped it in the middle of the street full traffic and he started getting out of the car and he started yelling and jumping ma- like mad right all of the passengers around us they just wanted to es- around me like the group yeah they wanted to escape the scene right they did not want a scene especially not in china yeah. you know with the language Risky, you can't understand yeah. all that shit and i was not giving in Huh. because i saw him i saw the whole thing right and i saw it was glued and i saw that this guy was trying to take undue advantage right and he was chinese right so it was given so you know it was off the bat being an indian yeah <laughs> i did not want to let that go so he tried to argue with us we were not understanding his language he was not understanding us right through sign language i was trying to i was trying to tell him Right. You fucker, I've seen you. There's a glue mark right there. Right. You glued it up. Yeah. And now his bag just hit and you expect us to pay a huge fine for that. Right. It's not happening. Yeah. And the more he was trying to yell and more animated he was getting, right? Yeah. The more calmer my face was getting. Yeah. And I was trying to tell him it's not happening. <laughs> This is not happening. Do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. Did you do the whole Chris Tucker thing? Can you <laughs> read the English? Yeah. Can you read my lips? No, pretty much I was like This is not happening in your dreams. This is not going to happen. Do whatever you want. You want to ma- hop around like a mad yeah. guy. Do it. Then this guy understood. Okay, Get it out of your system. I need to escalate. So he crosses the street, goes to the other side. He gets a cop. Right. Now seeing a Chinese policeman come, huh. my group is even more like agitated. Hey man, let's just yeah. go. We came here to do some shopping. Right. We'll just do our shopping and we'll push off. Whatever is asking, let's just give it right. Anyways, right. we are combining. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. Uh, This is the principle of it. Yeah. If it was France, if it was Italy, maybe it would have been different. <laughs> This is China. <laughs> the two times we feel patriotic: exactly. India-Pakistan match, <laughs> and when we go to Tibet. And the cop comes over, and he's like coming into this fresh, right? Right. So he's looking at a extremely agitated, animated taxi driver, right? Who's jumping around like yeah. it's his birthright. And uh, my f- uh, group is kind of like uh, one step away, like yeah. they want to get away from there, right? and i'm looking at this uh, cop with the same kind of determination saying i'm i showed the cop he also doesn't understand right? he's a obviously guy. yeah so i showed him look at the glue marks right it was there my friend's bag hit yeah it fell and this asshole now wants us to pay for the whole thing yeah and so the cop also understood huh. but he was kind of conflicted because i was not giving in yeah. and that other guy was hopping mad yeah and to top this around us that huh. was old city Uh-huh. So around us there were Tibetan refugees. Oh, when you said around, it was old city. I thought like there were there were Muslims also who are involved <laughs> no, in this. No, no, no. 
it was tibet's uh, that uh, lhasa's old city uh-huh. area so they were tibetan refugees right and they were uh, i think uh, one afghan guy oh. and then oh, so were, there are they were muslims uh, there were couple uh, uh, bangladeshi guys uh-huh. basically when those people came around us yeah. they were the only traffic around they came around us and they started asking us like what's going on huh. again language difference right but still i was able to communicate to them look at this asshole look at what yeah. he's trying to do he's trying to rip us off yeah full support we got yeah. from the crowd because huh. tibetan refugees yeah right again they are also in the same equation right so ultimately the scene got so ugly that it got to a point where it was a stare off like it was a staring contest like who's going to blink first right the whole traffic is jammed yeah there is a cop right. there is a driver everyone's honking mad yeah like get the fuck off the road and all that right so it was a staring contest like who's going to blink first right and i made it clear through my body language and my face that i can sleep here yeah if you want. i have nothing better to do i i i will lie down on the road yeah. i don't care i'm not going anywhere yeah. i have no i have all the time on my hands yeah i'm not paying this guy the money he's saying once they saw that right right then the cop also pulled this guy aside and he was like hey man let's just fucking just get, yeah. get done with it. this traffic i can't handle it and all that yeah so again this guy came back yelling and jumping and all that uh-huh. but ultimately i just took the 20 yen or whatever we had to pay him yeah threw it on his seat and we walked away uh-huh. yeah so you know we all have stories yeah we all have weird stories of how we negotiated something for our advantage and yeah. often times you realize that the more passionate you are yep the better negotiator you get well i was going the opposite way. i like yeah it is you are true you are right in the sense the more passionate you are passion also on the downside makes you blind yeah but i think you get into it much more higher in conviction that blind spot is what i was coming to actually yeah Because, definitely like our listeners may be wondering what is negotiation in that second story because it looks like just a roadside fight no also it's because you told the story you generally camouflage the actual point a lot so what is negotiation in that is when you have a complete a uh, breakdown of language yeah when you have this guy hopping and yelling mad mm-hmm. generally what happens in a street fight is the other party tries to match that animation yeah that excitement and they try to again jump and you know hop like the other guy right to try and match it they mimic the mimicking uh, technique yeah rather you play a different game you play a different game in the sense you stop jumping the more he is jumping the less you do right the more angry and passionate and excited he is the more upset he is the more you make your face calm you settle your voice because you understand that the other way if you try to mimic him now it could be anybody's game right it could go any other way like the cop could decide that okay this guy is creating too much non- nuisance i can push i can just uh, arrest him yeah and also if i were to have been as animated as him i don't think i would have gotten the crowd on my side you know all the local crowd that was there yeah at a base level what i see is see when you you don't give reasons to pin you down right you know so you keep holding your bargaining chips with you exactly that is really important that can be done in like 10000 different ways of how you hold on to the bargaining power yes more than the other party yes right and the chip in this case was the fact that he had glued that part no so, the chip in this case i feel hmm. was the fact that you you never showed that you got affected by this yeah you know that was the biggest chip see because how i look at is like they said the staring contest right yeah. the one who blinks first if you show that at some level that i have all the time to do this talk right i'm in no hurry yeah i don't know how it works but the other party suddenly starts getting agitated exactly i don't know why that is the case the calmer one party gets the mm. more agitated the other party gets yes. it's like you know the bully technique also like you if you show that i'm not affected by somebody bullying me they get even they, more yeah they get even more frustrated and they start trying so hard yeah that they set themselves up for failure yeah they might stumble into some right. mistake or, or they they make themselves look dumb they throw a bad comment which doesn't land or they overdo it or whatever yeah so that was your bargaining chip according to me more than the whole it was multiple part, yeah. things like i was also no matter how uh, different the atmosphere got no matter how escalated it was getting yeah. i was always bringing it back to that the yeah, fact the, that he was ripping us off correct. it's plain and simple yeah. uh, you don't need to speak my language to understand that yeah. anyone understands that correct so i was going on coming back to that right know? so anyways enough of our personal stories bogus about yes. how it was really urgent for me to pee while we were traveling yeah how it was not so urgent for you to go out shopping yeah so it's not easy it is not easy but it's also extremely important 
to stick to the topic that we decided yes first <laughs> of all the beginning of the stick episode stick to the damn topic <laughs> and stick to the damn template <laughs> yeah it's not easy guys like you know yeah. walk in our shoes for five steps coming Then back to the template bro yeah. um very quickly i want to mention the etymology of this word oh so my i tried to look word. it up it's it's you're going to love this i thought we were done with etymology no, no. after the language episode you're going to love this okay so the dictionary meaning just says you know working with someone uh-huh. to some goal working around obstacles this is negotiation definition. this is negotiation Who the like the fuck is writing this meaning dictionary meaning right so okay. working around obstacles to uh-huh. get to a goal which got it yeah it makes sense but then i looked up at the actual etymology which is the root words that make up this word uh-huh. from old language greek obviously latin it's broken up into neg uh-huh. and the rest of it okay negotiation forget the i i search for negotiate uh okay negotiate okay. whatever neg is not uh-huh and the rest of it easy are you kidding me <laughs> i told you right you would love this oh sweet lord seriously can you believe this like the word the root words that made up the word negotiate not easy it's not easy guys it's in the word it is in the word the first time that bogus's habit of you know making Etymology. us go through this nonsense of yeah when the word started who bloody came up with it and all for the first time it has some meaning bro no not for the first time it's the first But. time <laughs> it's the first time why we do it every time probably the last time because i don't think we are doing <laughs> negotiation as an episode again hey who knows part 2 part 3 who knows but you know um the reason why we do this also is again because language it's not easy we keep saying that yeah. language is being actively fucked with yeah. that's why we go back to see the root words anyways right. negotiate negotiate why bogus mm. <laughs> what <laughs> negotiate ha huh. negotiation why why is it not easy <laughs> yeah. is what bro is trying to say um why is it not easy like let's look at the it's not easy template itself bro the world famous yeah it's not easy template absolutely what do we start with context that is it yep why is yep. negotiation not easy is because people do such a piss poor job of setting up the context do there's so much of synchronicity between the template and the topic today exactly I the word itself means not easy we just have to explain the template and the topic <laughs> is covered and how do i mean this so for our listeners uh, what you need to understand is additional layer of context when i talk about negotiation i'm coming from a project management kind of a perspective yeah. where your team has a goal that you want to achieve but you can't do it by yourself you need to knock the doors of other teams and you need to invite their participation you need to convince them to work with you towards a common goal so that is where i am coming from yeah and brute's context is I'll slightly tell. different yeah basically i come from the context of i know it all and bogus is this dumbass guy who just have a one dimensional approach to anything mm-hmm. whereas you know i cover it all guys you know it you've heard enough episodes to realize the knowledge uh-huh. that i have and i want you guys to learn more from me that's why i give out this wisdom pearls of wisdom yeah and i'll tell i i always the, told this to bogus one of the things that's very important for negotiation is transparency yes so and bro if you can cut the crap i am a clean mirror give your context like how from where i am giving my context yeah. and bogus i just want to reiterate this you have not scratched the surface oh god of the worth that i carry oh my god i've been listening to this line for 6 years now yeah because you still don't know how to scratch Imagine the surface that. i ain't scratching anything anything near you bro uh, of of my worth okay but my context? context my context is is more with respect to sales because done, so, been there done that unlike my example where i have to reach out to other people and get their participation to work on a common goal etc yeah your approach is completely different yeah it is it is basically you know making people buy the product or service that i have to offer yeah someone who has no idea who you are yeah or what your company is absolute strength all of a sudden you set up a meeting you show up and you have how many meetings would you say on average you have to close it depends that's not the point but the thing that really matters is the whole art of negotiation in sales hmm. unlike common knowledge doesn't come when you are throwing the commercials or the numbers hmm. it starts from the point where i say i need one hour of your time right and they're like you don't have my one hour 
So imagine it's just like anybody, you know, knocking your door. I don't know if people experience this now, mm. but you know, back in the day, they used to sell this encyclopedia. Yeah, door to door sales. Door to door sales. Yeah. Who were basically MBA grads in their final year or whatever. Right. And how they would come up and they would negotiate like, can I have ten minutes? Mm. Would you want to listen about this? So they keep throwing these different, you know, uh, propositions. Yeah. For them to like capture some part of your attention. Mm. So it starts from way beginning. Right. Then what the common knowledge is and the. Fun funny thing that i've observed when we were prepping for this episode is irrespective of two completely different contexts from where we are coming at negotiation yeah the laws of or the dynamics of negotiation yeah remain the same the rules are the same the rules are the same yeah. right which again kind of in a different way is nullifies doesn't matter where you are in what context you are or yes. how you approach it the laws of negotiation still remain the same that's the key takeaway yeah which we are giving up front <laughs> yeah uh by a friend we mean 45 minutes <laughs> uh <laughs> subscribe and share but coming back to that context point yeah what makes negotiation not easy is bro i've seen in my experience mm-hmm. where i've tried to groom people and mentor people also uh, unfortunate for them what i've observed is when they try to approach another stakeholder mm-hmm. another partner to gain their interest or gain their participation or involvement the very first meeting mm. there's a very poor job of context setting because in immediately out of the gate this person a who is the negotiator yeah he's coming out with a uh, language and communication that just tells the other party mm. what they want and what they need out of it yeah the negotiator what he wants out of it and that's it it's very transactional the way that they talk yeah there is no context setting that you know this is the bigger goal right that i am working towards why is this goal so worthwhile right. my time and why is this goal such a huge opportunity for anyone who works with me yeah you know sort of sweeten the pot a little bit for people nothing of that is being done yeah it's just get a meeting hey how are you doing uh, the weather is nice yeah weather is uh, great awesome awesome now i need something my team is doing this project probably we'll need like uh, these many hours yeah. uh, per uh, uh, on a weekly basis from you so it's that transactional correct why would the other party be even interested if this is how you enter the room yeah even before that bogus i want to take like couple of steps back and uh, we kind of established that negotiation is not a one event thing yeah right keeps recurring yeah and it's just the magnitude of negotiation you keep doing that changes yeah. right so higher things that stake the harder you negotiate yes right so what i have understood of negotiation is though it looks like it's one event thing mm. even before context setting it's a lot about storytelling yeah you know it might come across very absurd mm. when you hear this that how is storytelling involved in negotiation right but for me how i connect that is the saying that i i've heard and it's a fantastic saying it took a lot of time for me to understand it the best negotiation is the one where you don't have to negotiate right which is you've told the story so well that the person is like i get it i see what you're trying to bring onto the table i like it let's go ahead yeah so there is no negotiation there yeah. right but for that to do you need to like really set up a strong base mm. where you kind of bring both the parties on the same page like all the nine yards yeah so storytelling is where it starts you need to go into a negotiation mm. or any project or any sale or whatever that is that you are pursuing with an anticipation that there will be places where i have to negotiate my way out Yes. So for that your base had, like the story that you told about the Tibet story the base was the broken box. Yeah. Right? That is what you basically are fighting for. That yes it is a made up thing it's con they're conning me blah blah blah. Yeah. And you have to negotiate your way out in multiple ways language barrier you know yes. people support the police guy whatever. Yeah. Your story that you say will become the base of values that the other party will be referencing to. Hmm. so that whenever there is a negotiation that comes up hmm. you both have the same thing to refer to yes you can't have two different parallel stories to refer to right that is when the negotiation will become a bargain exactly another clear distinction that i want to put out bargaining is not negotiation negotiation is an art form altogether bargaining is like you mentioned it's very transactional give me five resources i can only give you three yeah you know what okay give me three but give me two floating resources can this i give is bargaining. an example for this point that you made no don't you bore the shit out of me the example is i said don't 
Yeah, but I'm still going to go ahead. <laughs> this is arrogance. By the way, guys, arrogance is not easy. Uh, future episode future of Tiger. Future episode for sure. Uh, yeah. The very quick example is um, the difference between bargaining and negotiation. So in my example that I said, there are two teams within an organization yeah. that are getting together for a meeting for the first time to talk about a project that probably like one team wants the other team to join, right? Yeah. The other thing that I see in line with this transactional approach that people seem to have is that it's bad enough where the context is not set. And that context situation is a great ground for storytelling, like you said. Then when they start talking about, you know, their boundaries, like what are the rules of engagement and all that, they start talking along the lines of internal team requirements, internal metrics. Yeah. So I start talking about my team's metrics are this, these are the goals I have to hit in my team. Immediately, that makes the other person talk about their team and their internal thing. Right. Instead, if you're a good negotiator, you would realize that both these teams belong to a one common organization. Correct. What unifying culture do we have? What organizational goals, you know, are there that are common for both my team and his team? Yeah. If you're a good negotiator, you start talking on those points. Correct. Because once you start talking on the unifying metrics, then they cannot push back as hard. Because you'll again be able to say, hey, but this is our organizational goal. They look counterproductive. They look counterproductive. Immediately, they look like they are being cheap and they're being petty by uh, talking about their team's requirement when here you are talking about a larger goal of the organization. So this is another negotiation tactic. Yeah. Like how you said unified metrics, right? Yeah. What we, like in sales, the sales breed, Hmm. if you have to say, what we talk about is... Haters get closer than lovers. You know, yeah. like if you hate the same thing, right. you tend to develop a stronger bond than you both loving the same thing. Yeah. So similarly in sales, what you do is when you are sitting with another client, you represent one company and obviously the client is from another company mm. and you're pitching this product and all. Much before that, the first important part of the whole storytelling or context setting mm. is identifying the common problem yes. where you both hate equally. Yes. Because once if the person agrees that, yes, this is a problem that I don't like. Yes, these are pain points, blah, blah, blah. Yes. If we both agree that, yes, this is the same thing that we both are trying to solve, Mm. then fundamentally you are no more two different parties. Mm. You are one team trying to solve it together. Yes. What happens in this process, though it doesn't reflect immediately, is it automatically changes your perce- the perception of how they look at you. Exactly. From an outsider to someone who's their peer or colleague, yeah. right? Or a collaborator. Yeah. To you know, to be more specific. Once you see it as a collaborator, your goal is the same. Your North Star is the same. Yeah. So eventually they will also look at your well being. Yes. You know, I mean, I'll tell you in my story, whenever I was able to establish that common goal of solving the same problem in the course of the conversation or the sales cycle Hmm. in the language, right, of sales, they start asking you questions like, so how badly do you need the deal? Right. What will make you look good in your company? Mm -hmm. At what rate or what price is a good price? Yeah. What is the biggest deal you closed? Right. Are we in that range? You know, how much business will help you? And these are very transactional questions. Yes. But the fact that these guys are being transparent with you, it gives me confidence that, yes, you know what? I have established the fact that I'm not trying to con you. Yeah. I'm not trying to pull off a fast one on you. Yeah. I'm genuinely sitting here at the time of your need to help you. Yeah. And that is what is the whole concept of the best negotiation is there is no negotiation. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Which is why, again, the whole storytelling piece and like you said, unified goal or yeah. unified metrics. All this is under the bigger umbrella of negotiation itself. You, yes. you should not differentiate it. Granularly, yes, you can look at it as different pieces of art. Like how do you make a unified goal? How do you set up a context? Right. Blah, blah, blah. How do you build relationship? This is all the nonsense that people always talk. Build relationships. You know, improve the rapport that you have. Win the trust. Yeah. Nobody fucking talks about how, how? you do it. Yeah. Right. And that's where Thai Gap comes in. Thai Gap, I mean, we have to be a consultancy to <laughs> to like common people, like public. There's a fine line between the art of negotiation and the art of war. Yeah. The very fine line. Very fine line. Uh, it's called nuclear power. <laughs> <laughs> 
as long as you have nuclear power right. it is still a negotiation yeah but you mentioned like we mentioned storytelling multiple times yeah so i i don't want to miss the opportunity here to highlight the fact that storytelling in itself is a totally different skill episode oh sorry <laughs> it's a totally different skill uh, that uh, needs developing yeah and it pays huge dividends yeah. for anyone who develops that skill Yeah. and for that we've done an episode called everyday storytelling is one of our oldies and the goldies yeah. check it out cult cult episode yeah so coming back to negotiation so we've talked about um whatever we've talked about i don't yeah, wasting yeah, my time stop doing that so apart from that a good negotiator uh, becomes a unifier of sorts yeah. in the sense that even though you're coming from this side of the table and you're negotiating with people on the other side of the table if you are a good negotiator they start looking at you apart from just someone who is on the other side of the table because the more you speak in terms of we and our yeah. you know common goals common right. problems let's put all of our common problems on the table uh this is how we are going to benefit you so the, the most basic elements of being a good negotiator i feel is you need to have humility and empathy without these two you are never going to be successful as much as you can as a negotiator because empathy is what enables you to put yourself in someone else's shoes yeah so even before you approach a stakeholder you already should be thinking okay what are their pain points what are they going to want what kind of value can i propose to them that they will be excited by and what kind of problems can i anticipate you know that they would point out in my team or in my process So a good negotiator always tries to put themselves in shoes of other, and this is what good sales people also have to do. Can I speak um, about sales you just talk about your side of this? Exactly. Story. So the context setting, the storytelling helps the common, you know, unified metrics, unified goals helps the people on the other side to feel that I'm not competing here. This is not a competition. Uh, yeah. I don't have to sharpen my blades now because I don't have to think about a comeback for this. rebuttal is the word re-buttle. that corporates use yeah i don't what is your rebuttal to this obstacle or objection handling uh, exactly so they are now relaxed they are no longer in a defensive position so they are more receptive to what you're saying more than defensive i say cautious yeah i mean yeah because see nobody problem. likes to be fo- see one of the biggest problems sales guys face hmm. is the tag sales guy that's it comes with an underlying threat that he's going to fool me Yeah. So most of the people who are being sold to are always cautious about not becoming a fool, hmm. right? Because they have to justify this call, yeah. whatever they buy. So again, if you, re- I mean, if you think of it, back in the day when you would go to like a clothing store, hmm. the guy talks you into buying two, three things more than what you intended to buy in the first place. Yeah. And you are really happy that you bought them. That's the mark of a good sales guy that he makes you happy with what you purchased. Right. What you said was humility and empathy. Yeah. From a sales perspective, right? What we call is a win-win situation. Okay. Okay, we say like keep creating win-win situations where the guy is saying that the party that you're selling to, they are feeling that okay, you know what? It's not just you know me selling the deal, but I also get something in return. Exactly. Right. So yeah. win-win situation. Right. I always for the longest time felt that that is the wrong way of representing creating such situations. Okay. It has to be I was always a big fan of collaboration. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would want people to look at me as a guy who's collaborating with my organization hmm. than a sales guy who's creating win-win situations. Right. Because that win-win situation is very easily dissipated yeah. at the f- first drop of trouble. Right. Because in the course of you trying to create win-win situations, there is always that slight adjustment you make with expectations. Mm-hmm. And again, expectation setting is a huge part of negotiation. Yeah. You don't want to overcome it and underperform. You rather want to undercome it and overperform, right? right? So, in the pursuit of creating that win-win situation, there are often times I've seen a lot of sales guys who overcome it like shit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah we do this for you. Yeah, yeah, we can do that for you. Yeah. etc etc so theoretically on paper you are giving a lot of you know values for him they are like mm-hmm. yeah i'm getting a lot for this price great but what i see which is more long lasting and i always believe that you ideally would want to negotiate only once mm-hmm. right yeah the rest of the time it should not be like again like i said it should not be a negotiation done right again and again again and again yeah. which means you are delivering to the expectations that you've set yeah for that If I establish that I am a collaborator with you, I am mm. not a third party. At right. any given point, you feel things are getting tough. I am not running away. I am not going to abscond. 
and I'm going to prove it to you. Yeah. Right. And there are different ways of doing it. How to prove that you are a collaborator and a person to stay there. Blah blah blah. Hmm. That for me, you represent it as you term it as humility and empathy. Yeah. That for me is intent. Right. You know, if I am able to show the intent of really, really helping you out, hmm. then. it's a whole different ball game the conversation tone changes the professionality of the conversation changes the language changes in which yeah. like i said when i was able to establish this particular aspect that dude i'm here to i'm in it as much as you are in it i'm not going to just give it to you and run away right the language changed when i say the language changed the kind of questions they were asking me is like i said like how much are you off from your quarters yeah. number yeah, like yeah. when do you want to close it blah 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 Yeah. So this is how I look at it from a sales perspective. Yeah, from my perspective humility uh translates, you know, for a negotiator. Uh-huh. Humility translates to in real life terms, it translates to making the other person feel that you both are on level ground. Yeah. You're not coming from some kind of superiority, you know, complex. Neither are you coming from an inferiority complex and how do I mean that like when you approach them don't be too beggy pleady yeah that puts off people yeah don't make him feel like he has to do you a favor that's done if yeah. you do that your deal is done yeah It's, which is why i use the word collaborate exactly so the humility is to make them uh, feel like we are on common ground you and me and you and me are in this together correct you and me have common problems that we can commit to try and solve together to reach this overall goal umbrella goal right which will benefit me and it will benefit you correct so your and, time is not going to be wasted and that connects to the previous one where you already established that this is the north star for both of us exactly so right. you talk about organizational correct. common goals correct. you do not negotiate on your own internal team's goals right empathy translates uh, as a negotiator for me empathy translates into your research like who am i meeting what kind of a person they are the homework you do the homework you do like yeah. what problems they might have that i Correct. can talk about right so when you come to the meeting you set up a great context you use storytelling to set up the context right. explain why yeah because this is a study they did in harvard bro which right. is they figure they try to study what exactly motivates people in the workplace what i don't understand about harvard mm-hmm. is do people go there to study or people in harvard are already studying like what is it that's happening in harvard why <laughs> yeah. are they releasing these studies all the time so one of these studies was that they wanted to figure out what exactly motivates people more in the workplace uh-huh. so they did a sample study where they offered people monetary increments etc etc yeah versus they did something else they found the other method was working right. what was that other, other method no monetary increments right. nothing they were just explaining to people why they do what they do right and what value that is creating right that's it exactly just telling people why they are doing what they're doing yeah and what is the significance of it they were able to track a spike in motivational levels right. of the workplace so that is what transparency does right and that is why in negotiation also transparency is a huge important currency which is in corporate uh, jargon nowadays to be posh they use the word radical candor never came, came across it which is one way of saying brutally honest see the luxury of a sales guys we don't have to sit in office or with hr sessions to listen to all this right half of the time we are in the market so <laughs> we don't give a fuck about what's happening in the office yeah i wanted to when you said empathy and when you were explaining about the homework and all the way people use it in sales the trick that they use again to reduce the impact of negotiation or not to make negotiation longer mm. when we research the kind of people who we select so we mm. have different personas that we create within each client right, right? there's a influencer there's a champion blah 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 we select a guy who we empower mm. right a sales guy trick it's a hack rather what you say as empathy to you know understand and kind of be in their shoes yeah it's a little different in sales where we say like dude you are the guy who can do this right right you have the power to make that change mm. and i am here to do all the dirty work for you Mm. right so that is how it changes like when you speak to someone mm. and generally you are speaking to guys in the high bracket right in the c c suits or speak about enterprise sales or saas sales and all yeah you speak to this high caliber guys extremely competent guys mm. generally two or three times more experience than you mm. probably have probably no for sure have a lot more competence in running a show right. then you statistically you should never be able to sell to these guys or only a ceo should be able to sell to a ceo right 
But what happens here is it's a slight provocation of responsibility. You know, yeah. it's kind of reinvigorating. Yeah. That boss, you are responsible for these five hundred people in your org. Don't you want their life to become better? Isn't that a part of your care as a CEO right. or a whatever senior folk? If yes, let me do the dirty work for you. Let me make you look good. Hmm. Let all these five hundred people praise you for what you have done for them. Mm. Again, it depends on product to product, service to service, whatever. Yeah. So that is how we use the background of knowing a person. Like, how do we empower them okay. at a personal level? So there is something called personal selling. Then there's product selling and a whole gamut of things. Right. Once again, this is a part of the whole, you know, art of war or art of negotiation, which is know who you are talking to. Yes. So that you know exactly how you place yourself. Yeah. And this is a point I'll come back to later. But this is a really important, and this is where I feel a lot of people fail. Hmm. And what else is not easy about negotiation? I think a good negotiator or a you know someone who wants to be a great negotiator must understand what makes it not easy is the currency. As a negotiator, your word is your bond. Yeah. And in your personal life, if you're used to throwing your word around without any value, then you're going to have a tough time. Because when you're negotiating, you have to be very careful about what you say and what you commit to. Yeah. And if you commit to something, you have to come good with that. Because negotiation is not a one-time thing, like we said earlier. It is a process. Yeah. It's it's not a one-event incident yeah. happening. Exactly. And another thing that you had mentioned earlier was that you don't have to negotiate again and again and again. Yeah. Why will that situation ever come for a negotiator where they have to negotiate again and again and again? It's because they have to rebuild trust again and again. They have to work to rebuild that trust. The real problem is they are constantly falling short. Exactly. Whereas a skilled negotiator would be very careful about what they're committing to. Yeah. And like you said, undercommit, overdeliver, and whatever terms and conditions you've laid out, whatever commits you commitments you've made. Yeah. Because it can't just be like you expect only them to come up with you know commitments. You have to show something from your side also. Yeah. Otherwise, they are not going to walk away with the feeling that it's a collaboration. Right. Right. Exactly. They'll think it's delegation. Yeah. No one likes that. Correct. So when you commit, you also show them within the time frame you promised that you're coming good with your commitment because that close looping is what builds that trust. And if you can build that trust well in the foundational stage, it's going to save you pain and effort at least for the next four or five situations where you might have had to negotiate again and again if that trust was not built well. True, true, absolutely. And, and for all the people who have the issue of throwing their word around and not sticking to it, not adding value to what they're speaking, become podcasters. Yeah. It's the easiest thing, guys. Like just keep throwing your words around. Don't doesn't wrong, matter. <laughs> you're in the wrong line of work. Yeah, if you if you if you're doing it at home for no re- return or whatever. Yeah. You're doing the wrong thing. Just do a podcast. Keep throwing words around. <laughs> the easiest way. Yeah. Safest. <laughs> so I have the, I mean, are there any more points, Bogus, that you have? Because there's one like nail on the head point for negotiation for me. I have one more. Okay, tell it. So you have 42 seconds. Finish the point. One of the subtlest things in the art of negotiation, and this requires a lot of restraint and self-control. Discipline, you mean. You can say that also. As a negotiator, you can take a leaf out of the godfather of the book, I mean. Of the character uh, Don Corleone. Don Corleone. Is it about keeping cotton in the mouth all the no, time? No, no. That's Marlon Brando. It's oh, not okay. Corleone. Okay, yeah. not the character. Not the know. character. Okay. Uh, so it is very possible when you enter negotiation that the other person could be confrontational. They mm-hmm. could be defensive. They could be cautious, like you said. Yeah. And your job as a negotiator is to first and foremost allay those fears. Like you simple English because allay. I'm just using what word comes to my mind. You Stop know, doing that. Give me an be a better speaker. Give me an alternative. You have to negate. Negate those fears. Like calm them down. Yeah. And See right there, you had a better word. Calm them down. But the most important thing is in the initial stage, you have to anticipate that they will be uh, their guard will be up. So when you anticipate that, you can't always expect other people to be good negotiators also. Yeah. Right. When you're trying to be a negotiator, walk into a room expecting they probably are not going to try. Mm-hmm. And so what happens? Um, very quickly, the conversation goes to ego. You might have wanted to start talking about process, about something work related, some topic. Very quickly, it starts going to personal kind of uh, jibe. You're uh, fat. Jabs or whatever. You're balding. As a negotiator, it's very important for you to be very stubborn 
you know with not giving the point away so if you're there to talk about a particular topic mm-hmm. if those people get excited or they get agitated or whatever they're indirectly passive aggressively you know throwing insults at you let it just wash off like you know water off a duck's back this is what um, they talked about in the godfather which is even though this man was extremely powerful don corleone when he used to have a sit down with the other mafia bosses whenever they used to insult him he used to not react yeah he used to always bring it back to the point yeah because all the insult is taking somewhere else mm-hmm. if he started insulting them back now it's no longer about the point it's about the fight now yeah right so and there you lose as a negotiator because as a negotiator you have a goal right so you have to be very um aware and alert about your goal so whenever the conversation is deviating you need to bring it back like a good traffic police guy and also whenever you find that people are no longer discussing a point but they are discussing a person then you have to bring it back to the point as a negotiator what i mean by that is if someone says something ridiculous then on the other side if someone reacts to how ridiculous they are then they are reacting to the person they are not reacting to the merit of their point anymore so as a negotiator you have to take the charge and you have to bring it back to the point get them to avoid talking about people instead talk about points and get them to understand that nothing is going to phase you you know no no matter how excited or agitated the conversation gets they need to feel that they need to walk away with the feeling that this person is unfazed they have one goal mm. and they believe in that goal because that sense of belief also starts to rub off on people conviction they that say conviction. like yeah the more yeah. conviction yeah the two things and i want to reemphasize this there is always this mystery of how power dynamics plays in a negotiation mm and like i said if that was really true no sales guy with 5 10 years of experience can ever sell to a ceo who's having 20 30 years of experience right and the power dynamics is right there if you can establish the storyline if you can establish the context then you have the power to bring back the people who deviate from that storyline yeah. you know yeah if they say like hey you know what i've heard a lot from you i've heard a lot but people like you blah 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 you can always go back but we did agree upon that this is what we are trying to solve yes so that is one the other point and rather it's like a question to you bogus is whenever i come up with a rebuttal to a dumbass point that you say mm. why do you act as if it has you've never heard me saying it and just go on with your monologue It's a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer okay. or at least act like you're thinking. <laughs> okay. But this food for thought for you. No. After the recording, while you're driving lonely back to your home and then sleep alone at your home and then get up in the morning alone, is this something for for you to think about otherwise empty brain? Water off a duck's back. <laughs> <laughs> the third point that I wanted to tell is I said 42 seconds bogus. Right. Numbers don't seem to be your forte. Nope. Nor the time. We are on a long form podcast. Bro. What's 42 seconds? You know? it, it is what makes or breaks <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> 42 seconds is a lot of time for people to jump out of our episode. One final But point from I, me. Okay. If you have, I, I have the final point. You. I just have the one like umbrella point. Okay. So my last point of why negotiation is not easy. Mm-hmm. And this is really not easy. as a good negotiator or someone who wants to be a good negotiator mm. you have to make peace with the fact that you have to drive always you have to be in the driver's seat mm. you can't be passive and sit behind and think okay i'll just let this conversation go around and i'll be a good negotiator when it comes to my you know chance to when talk. they ask me no 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 yeah if you want to be a good negotiator you are like a traffic cop and you are taking charge taking the initiative from the word go and yeah. you are conducting the proceedings and if you do it well even the opposing side no matter how conflicting your goals are even the opposing side will kind of concede some ground to you because everyone subconsciously understands that things are better with some direction on some level mm-hmm. nobody likes a fish market yeah so if you can show to them that you are efficiently being a great negotiator by considering their viewpoint and also humbly explaining your viewpoint to them and trying to show them how yours and their goals meet yeah in a unifying way huh. then they will also take a back seat and allow you to take that charge because everyone wants someone else to lead because it's easy to sit in the back, back seats yeah so the unfortunate reality of being a good negotiator first and foremost is you have to take charge you have to take initiative and you have to drive things around 
great great speech bogus on to your point bro absolutely unnecessary my final umbrella point and this is beyond the context that we set or the perspectives that we are speaking from whether it's like then i can cut it out it's getting relevant, internal you know? no not uh, again listen <laughs> carefully bogus listening is, is something that we we need to do listening you said <laughs> we need to do listening it's not easy of course another topic yeah add it to the list it is beyond the perspectives that we are speaking from hmm. this point i feel is colloquial in nature okay so first of all negotiation is a piece of conversation that a lot of people are happier avoiding yes. rather than facing it because Being confrontation it's not easy it's not easy check it last out. episode check it out guys like and share fucking bloody spread it around like a pandemic yes So therefore off the bat negotiation is not easy. Mm. Now I'll tell you why people I feel avoid this whole negotiation piece itself. Mm. And the umbrella point is because people majority of the people do not know their own worth that they bring onto the table, you know? Okay. When you are put in a position at where your personality or whether your when your identity is at stake, you are at loss of words. Mm. Every time like I mentioned from a sales thing if I'm not convinced of a product I don't know how strongly I can sell hmm. right and it's kind of a similar principle when you get into a negotiation that negotiation can be as simple as you asking permission from your parents to go out for a night hmm. you asking a friend to come and pick you up hmm. that negotiation can be as simple as anything that you do on a day to day basis mm. right the reason a lot of people fail or avoid or jump out of it very quickly mm. is there is no clear understanding of what is it that i am able to bring to the table that others feel see a worth in mm. that indecisiveness makes you often oblige or give in to others people's demands or request then you setting your own terms of how things happen right This is the biggest reason according to me why negotiation is not easy. Hmm. It is so difficult that people are comfortable to avoid it altogether. Yeah. Rather than stand the ground and go through the whole ordeal. Yeah. And I'll tell you other things and I'm I'm sure a lot of people might relate to this or resonate with it. It especially happens when you are struggling to make a mark. Hmm. and then all these naysayers and relatives hmm. or so called neighbors and all uncles and aunts hmm. come and start drilling at you and you rather standing there and explaining the value of the pursuit that you're having hmm. you rather avoid the whole function yeah how many times have you heard or you've observed yourself doing yeah i wouldn't want to come to that function because you know people are going to ask me this i don't I go want to any of those yeah, yeah. that's because you're a loner i've established this already of course but have you not seen people do that saying yeah, yeah, that yeah yeah and what people it's a, it's it's kind of a confrontation nevertheless yeah. right but at the same time this is what the storytelling what i was saying hmm. is what goes into that whole debate where you are trying to convince and you know you are trying to sell the value that you have yeah your dream or your understanding of whatever hmm. the value that you see you are trying to convince the other person to buy that value from you hmm. right and that's negotiation yeah. according to me that is negotiation because they are going to sh- shut you down they are yeah. going to pin you down they are going to come down with all bloody artillery that they have with their wisdom their skewed understanding of what you do blah 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 yeah but you are going to sell that right you are going to you are going to go back and forth with that idea yeah if you not sure about what your story is and what your this thing is you will never able to succeed in a conversation which is about negotiating of acceptance negotiating your credibility negotiating mm. all these aspects mm. where people are saying like you are not worth so much and you are like yeah i am worth so much you are not selling there mm. there is worth already in place right in the conversation you are negotiating of the magnitude of worth you have mm. which is again like why it is always in the air these conversations are in the air and they sound like argumentative or you know heated up or blah 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 right but if you observe these conversations closely you are not seeing any value being spoken of from both the parties hmm. right yeah which is why i feel always always do the prep yeah do that homework of knowing what you are getting to the table and not worrying about what the other person is going to get to the table Hmm. because if it coincides that both of you are going to get the same thing your collaboration can be that much more stronger mm-hmm. if it is different in nature your collaboration would be that much more innovative hmm. that is how win win situations are created right when you really know what you are getting to the table only then is when you will know what is going to come out of that collaboration and my belief 
subjectively my belief any form of collaboration when done with the right attitude and the right understanding always gives a positive output yeah the nature of the output might vary but it will give a positive output yeah so that is my final point of why it's not easy that is know your worth of what you're going to bring on to the table mm. and then you see for sure and build the story around it mm. right then you will see you will really achieve the best form of negotiation is not to negotiate anything right as a negotiator we have to do our best to try and find some common ground yeah uh, with something in common with whoever we are negotiating yeah i don't care how petty we have to get like oh we both have curly hair that's good enough yeah that's good enough we both are the same gender that's good enough we are both from the same part of the country that's good enough we are both part of the global south like we are below the equator yeah that's good enough whatever you can find basically absolutely find that common point and from there you build which is of a collaborative which, which is why spirit. women are not great negotiators because they can never find a common <laughs> point with others yeah. it's very difficult because this whole logic of oh every woman is unique nonsense But anyways we are um, digressing it into a geopolitical identity crisis kind of a topic which we don't want to do right now we are not that powerful yet to mm-hmm. influence so bogus with that i believe is why we believe that negotiation is not negotiate is not negotiate not, not, at not, not at all not all negotiate mm. so what do you think is not easy about negotiation do you agree with what we say do you disagree with what we say or do you have your own points above all what is the weirdest place that you had to negotiate your way out yeah if you can share those really interesting reads for us when we sit on the pot early morning or late night whenever we do that oh yeah i'm curious to read those and for you to do that you really need to know where you can send the message and once again for your own amnesia we give you have the treatment bogus the award winning socials of thai gap mm-hmm. instagram at underscore thai gap twitter and vero at thai gap and email mindthigap at gmail.com so many ways for you to share stories to us and whatever you share we promise you it's of top confidentiality we don't reveal it to anybody yep unless we are being paid of course so with that we come to the conclusion of the latest episode the last episode it's not easy mm-hmm. negotiation it's not easy and like we always say thai gap podcast subscribe and share it's not a negotiation it's not it's a demand